Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen and Robert Murray. The trade deadline looms. The Cubs are red hot. So is Robert Murray. Welcome in to the Baseball Insiders on a beautiful Tuesday. You like that, Bert? You like that to start the show, buddy? That was very good, Carmen. You also got a fresh haircut, I see. I like it. Uh, Looking fresh. I, I did buzz it up, buddy. Uh, major move here. Let's 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 be fresh for the rest of summer. It's you know we're getting down to the pennant races here. The trade deadline coming up August second. Baseball insiders normally at two central time, so we do apologize for the move to four today. Uh, as I am also covering the Chicago Bears, and uh, it's yeah no I I I know I know it's it's bad, but we're here and a lot going on, Bert. Uh, I saw one Twitter post from a creative soldier who had the Cleveland Indians trading for Juan Soto, and he put Juan Soto in an Indian's hat, and he named 7,000 uh, Guardians prospects. There you go. There Guardian, you go. G- Guardians prospects that were dealt for Juan Soto. I'm like, oh, my God, he's a Guardian. Oh, no, he's not a Guardian because this, is, this has got 100 likes and not a billion as if you would have tweeted it out. So uh, – yeah, I don't know. You want to start with Soto? Because that's the biggest name out there, my friend. Yes, it sure is. And on that note, Carm, I want to warn everybody, this is fake rumor account season. Like, you're going to see people from ranging from ball sack sports to like <laughs> New York poach or porch or whatever it's called. Um, just be be very careful to follow the accounts that have the blue check mark. So, um yeah, just I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want people getting burned. But on that note, with Juan Soto, the interest in him is as you would expect. Carm, it is absolutely massive right now. Uh, teams around the league are all trying to figure out what exactly the Nationals are planning on doing. My, like, it seems like I'm in the minority, at least publicly. But I still don't think he's going to be moved. Um, there's there's skepticism from a few people that I've talked to just because the price is so high. Like they ask one team uh, specifically for six prospects and more. Um, and that, Carm, last time I checked, that's a lot. Um, so it's going to take a monster haul, unlike anything we've ever seen. But Soto right now, my best guess is he's not traded, but all it takes is one offer. Right, but so six prospects. I go high, you go low, we meet in the middle. Your your bet is that the Nationals are saying I go high and you you meet us or he ain't going anywhere. Basically, yeah, it's it's the point where they have two and a half years until like he's a free right. agent. And yeah, they don't have to be in a hurry. I mean, granted, I mean, a team getting three postseason runs out of him was pretty intriguing, so maybe like that increases the urgency. And also, here's another thing that is, is being talked about, too, that may make a deal more likely, is the Nationals, they are going to sell their team. like they, It's going to be under new ownership. And 
a potential buyer might prefer that this current ownership ends up selling off Juan Soto so they don't have to be the bad guy and they basically start with a, a clean slate. So that could be something that makes a deal a little bit more likely, but but yeah, the price is uh, rather high right now, to say the least. Okay. Do you, if I again, you're saying the Burt guess is we're not going to have a Burt alert for Juan Soto, but if you had to put leader in the clubhouse, most likely to go where? What's your guess for Soto? Yeah, I'm still sticking with the Padres. I, I know how much they love Juan Soto. Uh, they have the prospects to do it, um, and that's going to be my best guess. But there's going to be plenty of other teams. I still think all the reports suggesting that the St. Louis Cardinals are like favorites are just – I don't – I just can't see it, Carm, because as we talked about in the last show, they are a team who values their prospects. They do not trade them under any circumstance. Granted, Juan Soto might be an exception, um, but they – have built this farm system meticulously. And I just, I don't have, like, so their, their situation now is they would have to part with four or five of those top guys. And then you run the risk of Juan Soto not resigning in two and a half years. And then also if you, let's say that you got, um, you got Juan Soto, you still need to get two starting pitchers. I just, I don't know if they have the money and the resources to pull it off. Um, because they also have Nolan Arnato and Paul Goldschmidt on the books as well. Okay, uh, I, I got it. Uh, let's go San Diego. Juan, you you would you would love it out there, my friend. That would be an awful fun Padres team. I my just for the record, yep. these deals never in my mind seem to work out for those who are acquiring stars. You're giving up way too much, and you're paying a ton of money. It's a very dangerous game to play. The percentage, I don't have an actual percentage in front of me, but it's, but it's, I would say it's a current ballpark 10 to 15% of the time it works out. So I appreciate the aggressiveness, but it's also in my mind, buyer beware. What, what, uh, what other, what's hot around the league, Bert? As we'll, and we'll get to all your comments in a second here. Uh, we love, we love, we love your questions. We love servicing you. You are the lifeblood of the show. Thank you so much for, being with us today on the Baseball Insiders, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Bert, your 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 phone's buzzing over there. I know this. So what what is what is hottest in your mind right now? I'll stick with the Nationals and I'll go with Josh Bell. Um, he is somebody that I think could be among the first pieces to move here in the next couple of days. Uh, there was buzz yesterday that a deal might be getting close, but um, ultimately nothing happened there. But um, the team that I think makes a whole lot of sense there is the Houston Astros. And that is somebody that I know that is very high on their radar. So they're going to be a team to watch. The Mets are probably on the outside looking in there. I saw a report about the Brewers still not entirely sure about that. Cause they have Rowdy Tellez. Um, but I mean, there's going to be, there's pretty decent interest in a guy like Josh Bell. Um, and I think the nationals preference would be to move him, uh, before Soto, if Soto goes, of course. Okay, I, I, uh, I'm a little bit surprised that you did not say the Chicago Cubs, as Wilson Contreras is taking his final at bat at Wrigley Field today, or his first at bat. Uh, uh, is when he got the standing ovation over there, and Ian yep. Hap, Ian Hap's name is out there. Michael Givens' name is out there, and people are expecting the Cubs to make at least five deals. Uh, that certainly seems like a team that's going to be super active. 
Yes, it certainly does. And they will be active, Carm. And Wilson Contreras basically said his goodbyes today to Wrigley Field. And uh, I know um, that you texted me earlier that there was there was tears on your end. I, I think you were being sarcastic. I don't know if they're I don't know if you were serious or not, but um, but yeah, I, I think Wilson Contreras is playing his final games with the Cubs. Uh, Ian Happ is another name that, as Jeff Passon of ESPN said, is drawing significant interest throughout the league. And it's more likely than not that he is going to be moved. Um, the two teams that I've heard most connected to him are the Padres and the Blue Jays. Uh, I, there was a report, I want to say it was from Dennis Lynn of The Athletic, that the Padres have actually discussed adding both Contreras and Happ, which that would require a pretty substantial haul. But I think their preference is would be to acquire Juan Soto. Um, but the, the Padres, as I've been saying on the show for months, they're going to be creative. Creative is what they do best. And what we're hearing now is probably, actually it is only the like tip of the iceberg of what's actually being talked about behind the scenes too. Cubs and Padres have done a bunch of deals in the past. See, see Anthony Rizzo. So yep. I, I, you know, Jed Hoyer used to, be the Padres GM so there's just there's there has been connections for a long long time there so all right uh what reliever Bert do you think gets moved first who's who's being mentioned the most because I mean I don't know 20 teams need relievers right now yeah yeah this is basically there's there's so many relievers that I can choose from I'll stick with the Chicago Cubs here Carm um because they have David Robertson they have Chris Martin and they have Michael Givens, who Robertson is already getting pretty substantial interest. And I've heard from other people throughout the league that Givens will go because um, he's getting pretty decent interest too. Um, and I got to imagine it's going to be one of them. I don't know if they're going to be the first, but like they'll definitely be like right in there for sure. Uh, Robertson to me makes a whole lot of sense for the New York Mets. Uh, because they have a huge need for a late inning reliever. They also have Billy Appler, who knows Robertson from New York. Um, and they have shown a, they're, they've been aggressive on the open market um, already. They've made two of the first deals here. Um, and all, they're also another team that's been kind of like discussing different kind of scenarios for, like with other teams here too. Who else are the Mets targeting? I know they're not just looking for bullpen help. Yeah, they've been talking, like, they've been looking offensively. Trey Mancini, Wilson Contreras is another name. Um, there was a report today from, I think, Sports Illustrated. Uh, Pat Ragazzo over there uh, said they were talking to the Cubs about uh, Contreras and, and David Robertson. So maybe there. Um, Josh Bell is another name. I think a name that makes a whole lot of sense for them, and I've been hearing this connection for months, has been J.D. Martinez in the Mets. And now the Red Sox, they look increasingly likely to be sellers. So maybe we see that. Uh, maybe we see that happen here too. But I mean, that's just one of the options that they're going to consider. Interesting. Uh, and last one before we get to your comments, the Boston Red Sox have been a complete enigma. Awful, <laughs> good, and back to awful. So do the Red Sox sell? Xander Bogart's on the move. Like, what do you, what do you, could, could we, could we see Boston doing something aggressive on the play for the future side? Yeah. So they have not made a decision quite yet 
on what they're going to do. But as I said before, they look increasingly likely to be sellers. And they have some very intriguing pieces here, Carm. They have Nathan Uvalde on a one-year deal. They have J.D. Martinez. They have Matt Strom, who is a very highly thought of left-hander reliever. And there's plenty of teams out there that need a left-hander. But the the most intriguing one is Xander Bogarts. But I've heard he's not going to go anywhere unless, like, they get blown away with an offer. So right now we're looking at the most realistic, best option for them being Nathan Eovaldi. And, I mean, I was on the Yanks Go Yard podcast yesterday. And those – yeah, exactly. So those fellows over there asked me about his potential fit in Houston. And, I mean, I haven't heard it. I want to just stress that. But he's got big game experience. He knows the AL East. He's pitched well in the AL East. And having him go to – the Yankees' top competition in the AL would be pretty intriguing. Um, I think another team who makes sense is the Cardinals because they are looking for a starting pitcher who has a good strikeout rate. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be plenty of options for for all those guys, but I think Eovaldi is going to be like the most intriguing one, most likely to go in Boston. Shout out to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Adam Weinrib, Thomas Carinante do a great job over there. I, I want to say something. There is somebody at my gym who it looks exactly like Thomas, but just like a much grumpier version. It is very like I want to like say hi to him, but I'm kind of scared. But he looks exactly like Thomas. Well, the, he, he has a very, very thick New York presence to him. But yeah. they, they, both, they both reek of the East Coast. That's a compliment, by the way. All right. Let's get to some comments here uh, and, and appreciate it. Keep on throwing it in the chat. You too, Sean Daly, uh, who's producing this show. You East Coaster, you, even though you're living in Chicago and have gone to literally every single pizza place in two weeks here. So congratulations on that. Uh, Seth Teal, you were first in today. You want to know about the Cardinals and uh, some pitching help. We touched on them a little bit here, but can you answer Seth's question a little more on point here, specifically for you, Seth Teal? Good to see you, brother. Carmen, Seth Teal, I got you. So here's what I got on the Cardinals. So they, I would fully expect them to add at least one or two starting pitchers here. Um, And every indication I've gotten is that they're they're shopping in a more expensive aisle than they did last year when they got J.A. Happ um, and John Lester. So I would look for bigger names there. As I mentioned, Evaldi could be an option. Um, Perhaps a guy like Zach Plesek with the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Ooh, Burke's saying it with, with some hesitation, like you actually know something, or or is he just guessing? It's tough to say. There's rumors he might be available, Carm, and that caught me off guard, but I feel pretty, pretty confident in that. Um, okay. So the Cardinals, they're going to have plenty of options to consider on the pitching side, but um, those are going to be two of them that I think make a good amount of sense here. All right, St. Louis, there you go. Former NL East uh, division f- uh, competitors, now, of course, separated the Mets and the Cardinals. Brian's asking about the Mets. That's why I'm saying this. Uh, Mets interested in Contreras, which you already mentioned, but he, I don't think we talked about an actual package with David Robertson. Um, Brian thinks he's uh, well, he's saying that he's heard that's their main focus, Bert. What, could you see that going down, those two together? I would say it's more likely that it would just be Robertson um, as opposed to both uh, just because 
I think that's going to end up being really expensive if you go for the both of them. Um, but I like what you're thinking there. They, those teams have definitely talked. Um, so like anything is possible there, but yeah, like I can tell you this, like what Jeff Passan wrote in ESPN today, that there's concerns about Contreras's ability to like immediately hop into a pitching staff and like how he controls it. Like those are real concerns that teams have. It's not just like teams trying to drive down the price. Uh, this is something that I've heard for, for months now. Um, so like, that's going to be something that teams are going to be thinking about and, and like an equation that they're going to try to have to solve here before the deadline. Interesting. I'm a little bit surprised to hear that about a Contreras concern, but, uh, I, I would I would think that Wilson would be able to adapt quite quite nicely immediately. He's a hard working dude. But okay. Uh let's get Alex Rude in here. What's up, Alex? Uh does Michael Conforto sign anytime soon? Of course, he's uh, been out all season, shoulder surgery in April, twenty-nine years old. Um I don't know. He, uh, it's, that name has been out there that he might play before the end of the year. What are you hearing on Conforto? I, I certainly think it's possible that he signs. It's not going to be imminent um, from everything that I know, but like there's a very real chance that he is going to sign um, and be a bat for some team. But, um, yeah, I, I floated that by a few people when I was at the All-Star game because there was rumblings that like something was actually imminent, but it wasn't. Um, and they were all kind of like relatively surprised just because it seemed like at one point he was going to be out for the year. Good on you, Michael Conforto. Get back. He was a big name in the offseason last year that uh, I, I thought the White Sox uh, were going to be involved there. Of course, it didn't happen. Joe Masters, good to see you, buddy. What type of package? You you mentioned Josh Bell at the starter. So uh, I don't know, Bert, take a stab at what, what Bell is worth. I don't think it's going to be a significant deal by any means because he's a free agent to be, but I bet you it requires a top 15 prospect as a headliner. That's my guess. Maybe top 10 or, or top 15 to top 20 in that range. Um, and a little bit more. Um, but that's just a guess. I can't say that's any inside info there. Top 15 uh, in, in all of baseball or top 15 on someone's top 15? Someone's top 15, not like top 15 in all of baseball, just like a, an organizational top okay. 15. Okay. Good follow-up question, though, Carm. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page here because I thought that was a little Carm. tall. But then I also think that top 15 in someone's organization might be a little bit light. Um, well, But that's interesting. All right, that's that's your Josh Bell coverage, Joe Masters. Um, some Twins questions coming in here. KG Heist is asking about Minnesota first in the AL Central, but – well, I don't know. Maybe here come the White Sox. They've got 19 games. Their next 19 are all under 500 teams. And, of course, the Guardians are hanging right there, too, ahead of the White Sox. So do you think Minnesota is going to be aggressive? I do. Um, and I would fully expect them to add some some starting pitching. I know I've been a, a preacher here that they should add a top-of-the-rotation arm. Maybe they do that. Um, but I certainly expect them to prioritize adding another starting pitcher. Um I want to say Corey Kluber could be an option there. Um, don't quote me on that, though, Carm. Uh, never, never, Bert. 
Wow, what a guy right there. I appreciate you as always, Carmen. Yeah, yeah, like there's going to be like there's going to be plenty of different options that they consider, but I think starting pitching is going to be on like their priority here. Okay, cool. Francis nineteen. Looking at those Yankees. Shout out Yanks Go Yard podcast one more time. Do we think that Brian Cashman will be willing to meet the prices of Castillo, Hab, Benintendi? Who I got a little I got a little fooled by Twitter on Benintendi too. I thought that that deal was done as well. So. What do we think about the, where the Yanks are sizing this situation up as? Yeah, it's this is something that I've been trying to figure out. I think Ian Happ makes a whole lot of sense for the New York Yankees here. Uh, I think he's a, a very good fit, and they can also ask old friend Anthony Rizzo about him uh, just because he's got that insider knowledge and this was teammates with him. Um, Luis Castillo, I think, is somebody that should be the Yankees' top target because he showed in New York that he can pitch in that ballpark um, and like perform at a high level. And even the Yankees players afterwards were very complimentary of him. Yeah, it's going to cost a lot, but I think betting on a guy like Luis Castillo, who is signed like past this year, would be a very smart move. Um, and something that, as I said, should probably, in my opinion, be the Yankees number one. And then going to Andrew Benintendi, Carm. They, oh boy, I laid down the hammer there. I saw that reaction by you, but let's go. Um, so, there was a report that the Yankees are serious contenders for Andrew Benintendi. I have not heard anything to like deny that or confirm it, but I will say this the Yankees they are known for allowing teams or even free agents to have their names attached um, to them in the bidding so they can end up getting more in like either as a free agent or for a team in trade talks. And I wonder if that's the case here because Ben and is not vaccinated and thus he can't play in Toronto. Um, and that's obviously the Yankees division. And I wonder why they would part with so many other top guys uh, because it's going to cost quite a bit to acquire Andrew Benintendi for a guy who can't play against a team in the division on the road. So I'm in the skeptical category on that. I could be way off. As I said, it was just my opinion. But, yeah, just something that, I don't know, I'm still not sure about. Is Brian making things up here? What's the deal with teams calling about Otani? Is that actually happening? That's Okay, so I, I want to I clarify this. Teams are calling the Angels about Shohei Otani. Yes, he's the best player in baseball. But he's not going anywhere. I can tell you that 1,000%. Like, Choi Otani's not going to be traded. So any articles speculating on where Otani's going or what teams might be involved is just a waste of everybody's time. Like, he's going nowhere. Um, so, yeah, that's I wouldn't lose any sleep or any breaths over that one. Okay. Um, that's interesting that they, people are just checking in, huh? You guys going to move Shohei? Your, your salary cap your, is – is messed up. We can help you with that Otani problem you got. Okay. My, yeah. Basically, hurt. this is going to be like, hey, we like Otani, and then the Angels respond with, so do we. And then psh, hang up. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, let's go to our guy Max Manis. What's up, Max? How if, we doing? If the Yankees package for Castillo is headlined by Oswaldo Paraza, I hope I'm saying that right. Who else in the Castillo market can really top that offer? What do you got for Max? So this is a good question. All right, there's, Max. Yeah, shout out to Max on this one. This is this is a good one. There's going to be teams who 
I don't like. I think there's going to end up making the Yankees among the favorites if they end up parting with a guy like Oswald Peraza. Um, there's going to be a few teams that can probably compete with that, but I don't know if they will. Um, but that being said, from everything that I know, there's going to be there's there's going to be pretty strong interest in Luis Castillo. I feel very very comfortable in that. There's yeah, I'm. I have teams in my phone uh, specifically on who is going to be in on that. But let me look at that real quick. Take okay. it away, Carmen. You feel free. Go ahead and check that out here, Bert. And thank you again for checking out the Baseball Insiders. Four o'clock today. We'll probably be doing the same time on Thursday. But just pay attention to uh, at by Robert Murray and yours truly at the Carm for when the show will go. Always good to see everybody uh, on Twitter checking in and just thirsty for the show. Uh, we, of course, love doing it. And, uh, yeah, trade deadline heating up here, August 2nd. Uh, it, we've been saying for a long time now that this is going to be a, a seller's market, which I'm assuming we're still seeing it that way, Bert, correct? Indeed, we're definitely seeing it that way. There's going to be teams. That's why I think a guy like Zach Plesek is going to be available um, just because – I mean, the Guardians can get, probably get more for him now than they would have maybe even a year from now just because there's a, such a shortage on, like, decent pitching um, that some team might end up overpaying for a guy like Plesak. But going with the um, with Luis Castillo, by the way, so, like, the teams that I think make a whole lot of sense for him, Yankees, as we mentioned, I think the Dodgers can make some sense. Um, but I still don't think they're going to end up parting with any of their – prospects unless it's for a guy like Juan Soto um, just because they've they've traded a bunch of them in years past and I just can't imagine them going to be in a hurry to do it again um, Astros I think are a team that also makes sense because as I mentioned before they need pitching um, or they could use another like frontline starter like that so uh, I think those three teams but there's going to be plenty of others as well all right very cool Will Holder I see you buddy wow the- Will Holder Will's the, the friend of the show. Why are the Padres holding out C.J. Abrams the last four games? You got anything on that, Bert? I've got no answer on that, but and, I and can't imagine they're going to be in any hurry to trade them. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, KG Heist, good to see you back, my friend. Uh, any news on the AL Central? We touched on the Twins being aggressive. We haven't hit anything on the White Sox yet. Uh, the Royals and Ben Attendee we've touched on. So I know the White Sox are looking for bullpen help. At least that's according to their general manager, Rick Hahn. And Aaron Bummer may or may not make it back this year. Anything else from the old AL Central? Yeah, like the thing that I mentioned before with Plesek and, and the Guardians, like that's like something that I'm pretty prominently hearing. There's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like I want to clarify one thing. I'm not saying that Plesek will be traded, but it just sounds like the Guardians are listening on him. So anything is possible in that one. Um, but in terms of the AL Central, I think the, the Kansas City Royals here, Carm, um, they are in a position to be pretty strong sellers. Um, Whit Merrifield makes a whole lot of sense, in addition to Andrew Benintendi. Um, Josh Stamont, the right-handed reliever, had a, like up-and-down year this year. There was an absolute gas, Carm. Um, I wonder if he could go. That He's controllable. I've, I think he's 28 years old. Um, I'm sure he's going to attract a boatload of interest throughout the league. I wonder if that could be a guy that we watch here. But, like, I, I think the Twins, they need help. 
um, in that division in order to like not get caught by, let's say, the Guardians or the White Sox. I'm curious, Carm. I have, I've asked you for months. Um, do you think the White Sox are going to sell? Have you changed your answer? No. The White Sox are not going to sell. Uh, it, to me, it's more of a question of how aggressive are they going to be adding on. I mean, I think they'll at least add on to the bullpen. But could they add on the starter? Could You, you told me that uh, there's some interest perhaps maybe in, in Jose Quintana. Could they do something super aggressive, like add Quintana into the rotation and move Michael Kopech perhaps into the bullpen to protect him? I highly doubt something like that would happen. Yep. But, you know, Kopech's thrown 81 innings so far this year. Um, you know, he's, he's going to surpa- surpass where he's been, and this is a guy that's had arm problems. Do you maybe just make him a dynamic weapon out of the bullpen? He's also been dealing with a knee issue. So I, I don't expect that, but it's it's the White Sox do have some options here if they want to get creative. Uh, but I don't think they're selling. No, they. I think you're. I think you're spot on with that. And as as you said, Quintana is a name that the White Sox do like, but there there's a few teams that are in on that one. Um, another name that I think could make sense for them is Michael Gibbons with the Cubs. Uh, they could certainly use another reliever, and they also have a history of making deals with the Cubs. Uh, evidence last year by Craig Kimbrell and Ryan Tapera, who just so happened to be relief pitchers. So it would just be a continuation of last year. But, yeah. Um, can go all the way back. Yeah, sorry. We can go all the way back to Sammy Sosa and George Bell if you want here, Bert. Cubs, White Sox, right? Nah. No? That, that was – well, White Sox did win a division in 93 with George Bell. Uh, but uh, I think that Sammy guy helped the Cubs a little bit more. Perhaps it was a better trade for the Northsiders. Could I'm be. That I was one. negative three at that point, so I don't remember that. Yeah, well, there, there's also a Dylan Cease that's uh, a Cy Young Award candidate this year, uh, along with Aloy Jimenez, and, and the Cubs got back Jose Quintana. So there's been some lopsided trades between the two. Um, Trevor, Never forget, Carm, I, I want to mention this. That is my yeah. all-time favorite trade, um, the Quintana for Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez, because that was broken on, I think, Reddit by WetButt69. Um Great work by that guy. I, I I wonder who that person was. I'm genuinely like fascinated to know. Well, listen, we are here to underline the work of talented people like Wet Butt Sixty Nine, who <laughs> came out of nowhere to show his knowledge in the way that only Wet Butt could. So, Wet Butt, we we got you, uh, Jacob Bradley. We got you too, buddy. Any oh, team show. Any teams showing interest in Joey Wendell? I can't say I've checked on that, um, so I, I can't give an answer on that. Jacob, swinging a miss on that question. We cannot help Sorry, you. Jacob, Jacob we still love you. We we appreciate we you. You know this. Uh, Trevor D, not making a whole lot of sense. Would Hosmer go back to Chicago for the ultimate prospect hall in that deal? No one's given up the ultimate prospect hall for Eric Hosmer, uh, but – I don't know, Bert. You got any follow up on that? Um, I just know that those teams, those two teams, are talking. I'd imagine Hosmer came up, but that's just a guess. Um, but I, I think they're um, they're focusing on other things at this point I'm over that one right now. All right, here comes our weekly Carlos Rodon question. It comes from Peanut Butter and Jelly. What's up, Peanut Butter and Jelly? 
Wow. Well, I love it. Great name. You're good. You're good. Peanut butter. Jelly is a waste, but peanut butter, you're the man. Um, what could the Giants get for Rodon? Um, it would not be a Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas Hall, but I could imagine the Giants are going to end up getting some teams' top two or three prospect um, in addition to more uh, because there's also a possibility that Rodon – um, he opts into his option for next year. I think that's a very unlikely scenario, but at least it's in play. Um, and Rodon is among the best starting pitchers in baseball. He was dominant last year. And he's continued that in San Francisco, but I can't, I don't think the giants are going to end up being in a position to sell. Um, or I, I don't think they're going to sell at least that's maybe something changes in the next seven days. But I think Rodon is going to end up staying in San Francisco, and they look to make some incremental upgrades and probably try to get younger as well uh, because that is a very old and aging roster that they have in San Francisco. All right. I, I've been saying this every week. San Francisco, trade Rodon. I, I know it's – and take that as a huge win, which was, at least in my mind, when, they signed, when the contract came down, I thought it was a big-time risk. But they, you have won, uh, and I would, I would cash those chips in. But that's just me. All right. Uh, let's see here. Matt Nicholson, you do not have to res- apologize, but thank you uh, for telling me to shut up last episode. Uh, and thank you for enjoying both me and Robert. Uh, we, we enjoy doing the show, but no, no apologies necessary. You can tell me to shut up at any moment. Uh, shut up, Carm. Thank you very much, Bert. <laughs> well, 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 hey, I've been doing this long enough. Water off a duck's back. You're not going to please everybody at every moment. This is what happens. Uh, that is true. We're paid to give opinions. Some, and, uh, you know, I'd rather have you have a reaction than have a non-reaction. So, Matt, thank you, brother. All right, Hunter, our guy Hunter Carlson. Any rumblings coming out of Seattle other than the fact they were playing great baseball until they ran into the Houston Astros right after the break? That sucked. Sorry, Mariners. You were so cool for a minute. Yeah, I, I think the Mariners are in a position where they could surprise people at the deadline and being aggressive. I've gotten texts and calls from either agents or executives throughout the league saying that they view Seattle as a sleeper to like make a splash. And I think that's a pretty good bet just because look at who's running the show there. Jerry DePoto, he likes making trades more than anybody in baseball sends maybe like AJ Preller. Um, and I have to imagine he is tearing up the phone lines after that win streak that they were on, because now they're in a spot where they could be, like a real playoff threat um, and end that playoff drought in Seattle. They got a freaking good looking team, Carm. Um, they do. I don't know. They do. And it's, I'll tell you, Julio Rodriguez. Um, there, was people, there was people in Arizona that I know out here, like before the, the all-star game had no idea who that was or who Julio Rodriguez was. And now like they're fully aware of just how good he is. And maybe you try to add like another established star, maybe a Juan Soto type perhaps, but um, I, I think they're going to be in a pretty good position here to be aggressive. Yeah. Go Mariners. I see you, Scott Service, doing a hell of a job up there. All right. Uh, let's go to, I guess, Brian uh, with Dom Smith, Ronnie Mauricio, Mark Vientos for Contreras and D-Rod be a fair package. You want, you want, want, to, want to break that one down, Bert? <laughs> yeah okay so i will say this the cubs have been cha- they've been like they like dom smith quite a bit they've been trying to get him for a couple months now um but have been un- unable to do it 
Uh, Vientos is pretty close to being called up by the Mets, and he's one of their top prospects. I don't think that'll get a deal done, though. Like, I want to make it clear that I don't think a Contreras and D-Rob trade is going to be in what happens. I could be wrong. Something could change in talks. Um, but I still think if I was a betting man, I think a trade for D-Rob and then a separate trade for a guy like J.D. Martinez or Trey Mancini is much more likely than this scenario. But, um, yeah, I guess anything can change. But that's my guess. All right. Fair enough. Hey, Rocky Adams, we appreciate you, buddy. Uh, great job as always. Thank you so much. Um, we will do our best to keep up the great work. Bert is never going to rest until he does perfect uh, a perfect a perfect baseball insiders, whatever that would be. Uh, as a Baltimore, as a Baltimore, as a Toronto fan, could you see Baltimore trading within the division? Um, I'm going to say probably not. And I mean, I think they'd be open to it for sure, but I think always trading within the division is is going to be more expensive. Um, just like for Josh Bell's sake, um, I think they're the Mets are looking for more from the Mets than they would from a team, let's say, like the Astros. So I got to imagine Baltimore is going to be on the same wavelength here too. And you also like Baltimore; they just went on that big run. I think Mancini's still a goner. Um, but they're going to be more selective with what they do than I think they would have been maybe like three or four weeks ago. Um, but I wouldn't get your hopes up as a Jays fan. One of my favorite. Yep, yep, yeah. One of my favorite moments in the show is when I get to talk about you and Cheese and Wisconsin oh and when you were uh, down home just hanging out, dude, in the Midwest. Now you're, of course, uh, Arizona, living the sun life, big shooter, making moves, but Bucks film, Bucks ball. Uh, that's your PA guy for the Milwaukee Bucks. We're talking baseball. Oh, today. Gee, I'm a, I didn't grow up a Bucks fan. Go Golden State Warriors, baby. Okay. Okay. Front runner. Uh, any news on the oh, Brewers? Jeez, Louise Karma. I, I, I was a guy who watched him in the We Believe era with Speedy Claxton. They, and were, they were awesome in the We Believe era. That was a great era, but okay, fine. You're a long time. You're a long time Warriors guy. There you go. I was gonna. If, if you didn't believe me, I was gonna send you uh, a picture of me when I was with Mike Dunleavy when I was knee high to a grasshopper. Um, <laughs> that was good days, Carm. But anyways, Mike, Mike Dunleavy was well, not Mike Dunleavy. Uh, never mind. Keep going. <laughs> Senior or junior? I'm assuming junior. it's I'm assuming it's junior. So junior, yeah, yeah, when he was playing with Golden State, yeah. Um, I think the Brewers, as I mentioned before, they've reportedly been connected to Josh Bell. I can't see them being a favorite, but since they have Roddy Telez, who's having a very good year, but Bell would be an upgrade defensively and also against left-handed pitching. Um, I I think center field is an area where they are exploring right now. Um, They've looked at a multitude of options. I'll give you – an oddball one here, Carmel, just as a possibility. Uh, Ramon Laureano with Oakland. Um, mm-hmm. That name, I think, makes a whole lot of sense in Milwaukee. Um, but, yeah, he's just one of, the, one of the few op- – or one of the many options that they're going to probably look at um, throughout the roster here. Great defensive outfielder. Uh, I get it. I get it. There's always value there. Dab Sports, who has his own show, follow him at Dab Sports and uh, – He's got he's got it going on. 
And Deb Sports apparently has heard that the Twins and the Cubs have talked many times uh, the last week or so. Can you confirm that the Cubs and Twins are talking? Are you with Dab Sports? I can't say I've heard. I'm not saying that it's wrong. Um, but I'm curious who that would end up being because we mentioned the Cubs relievers, uh, the three, the, the big three with Givens, Robertson, and Martin. They're starting pitching. Uh, Wade Miley and Kyle Hendricks are both hurt. So I'm curious what that would be. Um, I mean, maybe Ian Happ, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I can't say that I've heard it, but maybe they have, maybe there's a way that they can line up on a deal. Interesting. Uh, Joanne Bovaconti. What about the Marlins? John Heyman mentioned everyone is up for grabs, not named Sandy. LOL. Shout out John Heyman on the show. Yeah. John Heyman. We're, uh, this is a John Heyman podcast right here. We're, we're big John Heyman people over here. Um, we are. Yeah, we are. I, actually, so with uh, with Heyman, like everybody, like I think most people know at this point from watching the show that he's my guy. And I at the All Star game, I got to spend like four or five hours with him, just catching up, shooting the breeze, um, and just like talking shop or whatever. Could not be a cooler guy. Like, absolutely love John Heyman on this podcast. So thank you, John. Um, but with with the Marlins. Yeah, that's the position that I think we're looking at with them right now, that they're going to be looking or listening on everybody not named Sandy. But that being said, that does not mean they're going to trade everybody. Sandy's not going anywhere. Garrett Cooper, from everything that I've heard, is unlikely to go because he was also placed on the injured list today too. Um, Jazz Chisholm, I don't think he'll go. Um, but a lot of the others, like they could trade a starting pitcher. Um, I know Lopez has been pretty heavily speculated, would require a decent haul there. So, like, they're going to have plenty of options, but they're not going to trade everybody. They're just going to listen on most of everybody. It's just not named Sandy. Fair enough. A uh, couple more here, and we're back on Thursday. Check your Twitter channel, but I believe the show's going to be at 4 o'clock on Thursday as well. Uh, Nathan Burris, any chance Kettle Marte gets moved, maybe in a salary dump with Bumgarner? He could help someone. He could think. definitely help somebody, but he just signed an extension with um, – uh, with the Diamondbacks, and it's a team-friendly deal, so I can't picture them looking to move that kind of a contract. Um, I would imagine a guy like David Peralta is a pretty likely trade candidate there. That's another one that the Yankees like, too. Uh, they've scouted him, too. Um, I also wonder how hard it's going to be for the Yankee, or for the Diamondbacks to move Bumgarner because he's not the pitcher that he once was, and he also is like pretty expensive, too. Could be tough, but I think uh, I think David Peralta is going to be a guy to watch in, in Diamondback land. Interesting. All right, three more. One, Trevor D. Uh, you're you're. Uh, I should have I should have read between the Trevor D. lines. You meant that Hosmer plus the prospect hall going back to the Cubs for Contreras and Hap. Um, I don't think that's a bad framework for a deal if you're giving up some great prospects. They, they think the Cubs would eat Hosmer's deal, but you're shaking your head no. It depends on what prospects are given up, but that would require two to three of them. And I can't picture San Diego trying to do that because um, that would essentially take them out of the running for Juan Soto, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't get your hopes up on that kind of a structure. Okay. Um, and let's see here. Uh, Nathan was wondering about Mariners rumors. 
not convinced they're going to be willing to give up much, therefore won't get much, but may have needs starting pitching, second base, backup catcher. You, you, We talked about it earlier, if you're just joining us, that you expect Seattle to be in the mix here, at least some. Bert, you've got a very curious look on your face here. You're not buying it, apparently. No, it's a different comment from our pal Dab Sports in the comments. Oh, okay. All, all the Blue Jays and uh, uh, and Ian Happ. Um, but, yeah, I can't say I've heard that. But Okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, going back to the Mariners and Juan Soto, yeah, like that's going to be a team that checks in on Juan Soto. Um, and as I said, there's people throughout the league who think um, they're going to be in position to be a potential sleeper for Juan Soto. I mean, that's going to take a pretty massive haul, probably headlined by Jared Kalanick, among others. Um, whether or not they actually do it remains to be seen, but I would not rule them out. Uh, that's at least based on what I know right now. All right, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31. So the 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, 1st, 2nd, that's it. Seven, seven days, baby, trade deadline. Like that, Matt. Can't wait. Let's get a car. Yeah, I I, I, I was impressed uh, by myself there. Thank you to uh, everybody who taught me math, including – uh, the great Mr. Lacoste back in third grade when I did run the table and won uh, the times tables competition, Bert. Eight times three is 24. Nine times seven is 63. 12 times 12, 144. Don't mess with Carm and the times tables. That's no, there's no calculator, buddy. Right, right here. I mean, I'm impressed. Like, I'm actually mind blown watching that, Carm. Like, that's eight that's times seven, 56. Good. Nine times eight, 72. Let's go. 13 times 13. 169. Nice. I think that's right. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for tell- telling a friend. Thank you for telling a family member. Thank you for all your comments today. We really, really appreciate it. Always makes the show fun to go through our rundown and then fun to uh, service you as best we can. Bert, we'll see you Thursday afternoon, my brother. Let's see. I'll see you then. And everybody, I can tell you, trade talks are definitely getting up throughout the week. It wouldn't surprise me if we have our first deal maybe tomorrow. Or maybe wow. The day after. Um, but talks are definitely heating up. I can tell you that. Um, so as I like to say, as Carl likes to make fun of me for saying this, get the old popcorn ready. Get the old popcorn. Unlike Bert, I got to take a call. So I'll see you later. Have a great so show. Carm. There we go. See you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.